When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Cool. Kevin Chip, the Sheehan's been good enough to join me to talk a little bit of, well, the draft is looming. We're excited about it. And I want to find out how many key forwards are in it. Kevin Sheehan joins us. Welcome to you, Kevin. Great to have you back on. Yeah, Dwayne, look, you're not on my list of tall forwards yourself, uh, Dwayne, but we've got, we've got quite a few there. Uh, all <laughs> well, I'm not sure six-one's six not tall anymore anyway, Shifter, <laughs> so I wouldn't even... You'd be, a, you'd, you'd be the third marking forward. We'd find a spot for you, the third, uh, the third tall up there at about the six-one mark, maybe maybe uh, just about a back pocket size, in fact. Uh, it's quite amazing, the growth of boys over the years. You know, the average height now is six foot two or 188 across the whole competition uh, and they're playing in the flanks those sorts of boys so uh, yeah they're wonderful athletes these days and uh, I think uh, the uh, the uh, commission promised a spectacular game a number of years back and, and made that our objective and certainly part of that then is to get the best athletes that can really play the game don't ever forget that they're going to be able to play the game but uh, yeah they are some spectacular boys that are uh, are on the move and likely to get picked up in November. There's still some, been some small kids get picked up as well, Kevin. So the game has stayed true to what it's always been, and that is size, if you've got the ability, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's Brent Harvey's own saying, Boomer Harvey. If you're good enough, you're big enough. Don't ever forget that. And he'd given that message to many of the young players in the pathway over the years. And, yeah, and Eddie Betts continues that legacy, isn't it, hey? What a genius he's been as a player. And, uh, uh, and you know, uh, we, we'll uh, certainly be promoting those smaller players too. There's a boy, but Darcy Jones, that, that is small, that blew away our agility test there at the recent combine, uh, broke a record that Stephen Hill had had for 14 years. And he's only a small player, but he's got electric speed and, and just out of the, the stoppage, just as quick as a flash and dodges around people, takes them on. They're brilliant to watch those players as well. So how tall has, do you have to be to be in your tall forward category? You're about to have a chat about well, some key defenders yeah. as well, maybe some taller yeah. guys, key position guys. So what, what have you got as, yeah. the, as the, the measurement? Yeah, as a benchmark, so about 192 onwards, you know. So 193 is six foot four, okay? So yeah. that's what we consider uh, tall. And then you're right up to about, I think, big, uh, big Maxi Noble might be about 206, uh, yeah, then you're talking, you know, uh, you're, you're near six foot nine at, at that. So they're pretty big boys. They still need a bit of beef on them, many of them. Mm. Many of them will take some development for taller players. But, uh, yeah, in the last week, we've released our, our group of the tall forwards and the tall defenders today. Tall forwards about a week ago. So plenty to, 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 to ponder over, you know, have a look at their profiles and encourage the fans to pick those that they think their club should be... Uh, picking up in November, uh, maybe it's the player that they need. They think the, the missing link uh, or missing piece of the puzzle in their uh, 
uh, their dream team to have at their footy club. But, uh, yeah, so we're excited about the tall forwards. A few of them, uh, the ones particularly, I like the ones that have been All-Australian during the year and have performed in the four biggest games, and that's like uh, young Aaron Cadman, uh, the, the tall forward that uh, has been touted as a very early pick. The left footer, the Jeremy Cameron lookalike, if you if you want mm. to, to visualise the way he plays. But uh, he had a fantastic year. Uh, he would probably head up the, the group of tall forwards. And then a kid called Jed Buzzlinger. That's a great name. Mm. There's never been a Buzzlinger in the game before. I'm sure of that. And uh, <laughs> this boy from WA is a, is a star. Intercept marker. Uh, great vice-like grip on the footy. Um, I liken him to a bit of a, a Jacob Wietering. Uh, can end up, he'll end up big and strong enough to play on those big forwards. But uh, at the moment, he's an intercept marker, floats across magnificently and, and uh, uses the ball super well on the way out. So there may be a couple of the headline acts amongst the tall forwards and uh, tall defenders. Are they coming back in vogue a little more, Kevin? Or there, there seems to be this thought that we hear, well, the contestant mark inside 50, we don't get many of them anymore. So we'd rather take a heap of midfielders, but when I look back to last year's draft, mm. Sam Darcy was taking pick two as a father-son um, and he emerged mm. in year one. They don't often emerge so prominently in year one. He, he might be a defender, he might be a forward, but uh, maybe some of these guys that have been taken early in the draft and we know that Sam DeConing's been around for a while, but um, mm. you know mm. he might emerge as you know a pretty big key forward, if not a, a great backman for a long time even though he's only young at the moment. Mm. Are we looking at some of these taller guys who might actually be good quicker than they have been in previous drafts? It's a good question, and, and, and thinking about the answer, so Sam did take, or the most will be like Sam DeConey. They will take a couple of years, so be patient. So it's only the few, even... We go back to Buddy Franklin. He took a couple of years. You remember in his first year, they might have been doubting, was that the right choice for Hawthorne? You know, as he as he took took his time. So I think most will take their time. They won't dominate straight away, um, this taller division. There are some that are ready to run, though, um, uh, based on, you know, I suppose their, their, you know, their, their prowess, their, their uh, physicality. Uh, their physique at the minute. There's a kid called Josh uh, Waddell. Um, Weddell, uh, in fact, would be the correct pronunciation. A boy that was picked in that All-Australian side that, that really is physically ready to go. Uh, start at the combine. He's a great all-round athlete, this boy that, that um, you know, we saw playing the Nationals in the middle of the year and take all before him. But then to look at him up close and see him uh, so quick with a great tank, Agile with a wonderful spring. He looks like he's the shape and type at 192, around the 193 mark that could play pretty much uh, pretty much physically straight away. But uh, many of the other boys, as I mentioned, big Maxi Noble, a ruckman forward from Gippslade, he's going to take your, your Sam de Conning type three years to, to get through. So it's a mixture of all of those. And uh, uh, that's the beauty of what the clubs are currently doing as they sort through who, who will they invest in on the night as we get uh, a little bit closer to the 28th of November. Are you seeing more tall guys become specialist defenders? There was an era where if you were tall and good, you played forward, and the, you know the average tall was always played back. But now we're kind of working into an era where we are seeing a couple of guys enter the draft as specialist key backmen. Yeah, I think the key the key thing for me with these specialist backmen is they need to be 
quick enough to play on the smart forwards. They need to have some speed. Uh, you can be a really smart, slower forward that reads it so well and gets into great spots. Um, you, you can get away with it, but gee, you just need to be athletic if you're going to be trailing up some of the boys that move around a lot. A Charlie Kerner, a Harry Mackay, these sorts of boys that move around. You're going to have to have a fair degree of athleticism to, to get around with them. Um, we also find that, you know, over the years, uh, the, the eventual spot of many of these players is not set. The clubs get them in, have a closer look at them, work on them for a number of months and say, hang on, he, he might play the other end of the ground. Mm. And so although we promote him as a tall forward, he might end up the, the key defender that the club wanted. You know, that was the story of Roughhead and Franklin in their draft year. They thought they were getting a centre-half back in Ruffy and a centre-half forward in Franklin end up with two great forwards. So, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not defining the, what's said about them on draft night in terms of their future position. I think Cameron Ling was the full forward, wasn't he, back in the day? And, of course, become <laughs> yeah. one of the great run-with midfielders through his particular period, a, a tagger, if you like, but, a, but more of a run-with, a bloke that could really... Uh, had the speed and endurance. He's quite surprising uh, as an athlete uh, that was only uncovered once he got into virtually into the Falcons, into the footy club there at Geelong. That, uh, that he had quite an elite tank running ability to play through the midfield and uh, didn't have to be up there using his skills out of the goal square as he was mostly as a junior. Yeah, Ken change Paddy McCartan obviously taken pick one as well as a key forward and now has become a pretty good key defender even though he's had a rocky road to get there. Got a couple of guys who might blossom this year like Riley Philthorpe and Logan McDonald. I hope they do blossom this year. I'm also thinking, Kevin, with... The love that Charlie Kernow and a few others are starting to get in the game now that a few clubs are prepared to say, OK, we're going to actually invest in that key forward because if we can get the next Charlie Kernow, then it does set us up mm. for a long time. If we can get the next Harry Mackay, it's still... I mean, the King boys as well. I mean, if, if Ben Kim comes back, Gold Coast could be a completely different team this year. So uh, are some teams in more of a position to invest in a guy that will be three years than other teams are? They probably are. That's the, that's the beauty of the list analysis as they go through it, fine-tune it all. Look at the mature level. Um, people said Jeremy Cameron, the goal kicker, is probably just what Geelong wanted. They said that two or three years ago, and it turned out to be the case. Dual best and fairest, or, or equal best and fairest in the premiership year. So goal kickers are priceless, aren't they? Particularly the taller ones. Uh, they're very, very... They're rare as hen's teeth, as they say, too. Mm. So if you can get hold of one, uh, invest in him, you can sue it. They're doing to Carlton. You mentioned those two boys, uh, uh, Big Harry and, of course, Charlie, the, the difference they've made to, to the way you straighten up and go forward and move it quickly. And it's an exciting game and you've got something exciting at the end of it, hey? Uh, mm. Fellas like that to do freaky things. And uh, uh, Charlie, can I still remember watching him at Oakley one day and the... He's playing for the Geelong Falcons, and he did. He kicked about five or six, but some of the goals were from fantastic contested marks floating across the back, and then another one from the boundary that was just freakish that he's now doing at AFL level. And it was just that moment you said, "This kid has got. He has got freakish talent, uh, and whoever gets him down the track is going to get a, a pretty a special prospect." So it's taken us a while to to really see all that come out. But uh, uh, exciting times ahead for the Blues to have uh, those two. Uh, key forwards in, in their company. And one last loaded question for you, Kevin. Uh, this time last year, we were talking about Jason Horn Francis. I'm sure you're about to tell me you still believe he can be an All-Australian kind of player, even though he's had a rocky first year? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
not sure what happens behind the scenes with some of these sorts of boys, but his natural talent suggests that he can get there. Uh, I think even Luke Hodge going back to the Hawthorne days too was yeah. not. Uh, you know, he he did take a little while too, where they queried the number one who had taken him at number one as Chris Judd was up and running a wee bit earlier. You know, but you've got to judge him after four or five years, and and uh, no, he's got the talent, uh, and if the application is there as we think it will be. Uh, you'll see him emerge as a real star of the game in the next two or three years. So still looking forward to him playing. And how much do recruiters look at the demeanour of a player, Kevin? That sort of the disappointment on their face when they drop a mark, uh, uh, whether they just go for a, a high errant tackle in frustration and give away a free kick, all that kind of stuff. Um, is that now something that recruiters are, are really looking into? It's not just what you do when you've got the ball. It's it's how you actually act on the field for the whole 100 minutes? I think it's not just act on the field. They, they, they watch them even, in a, say, at the combine and the way they, they handle themselves, even if they're injured, the way they support their teammates because they're trying to work out whether, uh, uh, you know, whether it's thick or thin or whether it's uh, ups or downs, how you're going to conduct yourself in a, in a full-time footy environment because you will have those downs. It'll be tough times. You'll get dropped. You'll, you'll be disappointed. You've got to react in a positive way. And so they're watching every move they make, particularly when they're in environments like that or playing national championships when they might have a quarter or two of their, their beaten. So it's all just part of uh, uh, working out whether they have the necessary makeup and the resilience to actually survive what is a, a pretty tough business. So they watch it all. Uh, and there's no doubt even at AFL level, boys will have their moments where they, they are disappointed with the way they come across. Uh, because they looked as if they were shocking a little bit. So it's so important that you recover from that, learn from it, and uh, you don't continually uh, uh, be a repeat offender in, in showing sort of uh, that disappointment at, uh, at uh, not having success every single time. Kevin, we'll talk to you uh, more often in the lead-up to the draft. Can't wait. Uh, always great to be able to pick your brain. Thanks for your time. No, it's Dwayne. All the best. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Kevin Sheehan, AFL Talent Ambassador. And he's here for the McSpicy range at Macca's. Juicy chicken covered in a crispy, mouth-watering, spicy coating. Take a break. Play a little bit of what Ernie Merrick had to say about St Kilda and St Kilda's sacking of Brett Ratton after the break. You with Dwayne's Wild. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.